Once upon a time, we were taught stories of princesses in castles and knights in shining armor. But now it's time for a new story, an AE story. Hi, I am your host, Divina Lara. With over 26 years experience in the real estate industry, I've had the opportunity to meet some incredible people from the association side, MLS side, and vendor side. Join me as we discuss this ever-changing industry that we are in. This is an AE story. This is Divina Lara with an AE story, and we're having another chapter, and I have some great guests with me today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you. Well, hi, Divina. It's a wonderful service that you have, and I'm Alice Martin with Martin and Downs, but I've been around the AE world forever. How many years have you been with uh, the AE industry? I began, well, I was a realtor first in another lifetime ago, but I began on the staff side in 1984. Oh, I think I uh, graduated in 82, so. Oh, that wasn't fun. <laughs> I know, I'm no, sorry. I started off as a, an assistant executive vice president at a large local association in the Phoenix area, and then I went on to the Arizona Association of Realtors, where I was for 22 years, then I went to NAR for a few years, and now I'm a consultant. That's awesome. Well, you also have a guest with you that I'm very honored to also have with us, and who who else do we have with us? Well, hi. This is the other half of Martin and Downs. This is Ginger Downs. And uh, thank you again. We really appreciate the opportunity to be a part of the podcast, Divina. Thank you so much. Um, I've been in the business since 1983 and have managed six local associations, the latest being Chicago. I was there for 13 years and at Seattle for 12 years before that uh, with Portland, Oregon. And uh, so uh, just have had a great time being in this profession over the course of my career. Well, and I'm going to share, I, I think I've told Ginger this before. When I first started in this industry, I heard Ginger speak. And I was um, an AE with 250 members. And Ginger shared her story um, for the first time when I first started at AEI and how you moved from a small association to medium to large. And uh, I thought, oh, wow, I want to be a Ginger. <laughs> so I really do admire and hearing about your history. And then I met Alice um, at a leadership training at NAR. And then you came out and trained my uh, leaders. So I admire you both. And I do thank you both for coming and meeting with me today. Um, so you now have both retired out of AE uh, management, but you have a consulting firm to help the AEs. So um, Ginger, I'm going to go with you right now. So moving into the consulting side, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you're doing and um, the company you now are um, running and, and helping the AEs. I appreciate that. Um, a couple of things that we're doing. First of all, you've heard members, I mean, AEs say all the time, it's members first. For Allison and I, it is AEs first and uh, and leadership first. So we are doing a whole host of things. Um, and quite honestly, we'll do whatever the AE needs us to do. We do everything from uh, review of governance documents to get them in alignment to business planning, strategic planning, leadership training, executive officer training, which we do at the state level quite a bit, um, and executive searches, which is a, a newer field for us, but one that Alice and I both embrace and love, and we hope to do much more of. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Alice, you do a lot of, um, you, you did my leadership training and um, 
that's kind of hard. I need to have more than one microphone. Um, but you do a lot of um, leadership training on the national level, and then you came out and you did training for us, and I think that that's really helpful. Um, what what has been your biggest challenge? You do you think um, working with the leadership? I didn't know you do that with your husband, but what do you feel has been one of your biggest challenges in, in working with the leadership? Um, now in the training aspect of this? Well, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, most of the time, it's very satisfying uh, because the leaders that we train are there to be leaders. They want to learn more about how to do that successfully. Every once in a while, I think that probably the biggest challenge is those who kind of think they know it all <laughs> and um, want to argue with you on certain things that you know, that's okay. It's, you, you want to be able to handle those objections. And probably worse than that, though, are the apathetic ones that, that just kind of there because somebody talking them to it or they missed a meeting or to try to get them excited and enthusiastic. And at the same time, that's frustrating, but it's also very satisfying because you can get them excited and they want to learn more. Right. So um, it's... Training leaders, is, as is training AEs, I think both Ginger and I would agree that helping them grow to be better volunteer and staff leaders is one of the most satisfying things that we do. Right. Um, Ginger, how do, you, how do you convince an AE that leadership training is important? I think there's a lot of AEs out there that, you know, don't do leadership training and don't do that orientation. And... And to try to really encourage and convince the AEs out there, especially new ones, the importance of uh, leadership orientation. Yeah, good question. Actually, I find most of the AEs that we've connected with seem to embrace the concept because they realize that the more information their leaders have, the better understanding that they have of their roles, the clarification of roles between what the AE does and the, and the board does, what the leader does, is a helpful thing. Uh, what I find is for many of the AEs, uh, sometimes in smaller associations, it's just everything is so overwhelming. They right. don't know where to go. They don't know what questions to ask. They don't know what they don't know. And so part of uh, Alice's and my role is to ensure that we let them know that it does make a difference. You build upon it year after year. And once you figure it out, you just build upon that base of good training. Um, and the nice thing is, the good thing is, if you teach them well, the skill sets they learn as leaders can be used in their daily life, in their business, in the community, with their family. And so you want to be sure that they understand that it will help them be a better leader, not just in real estate, but, but everywhere. And that's usually um, a compelling argument. And that's the reason why people go, okay, we'll give it a shot. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that the important thing is, is creating the partnership yes. between the AE and the leaders. Uh, because I think that's how you have a successful year yes. um, for everybody in in um, in the association. We have such a unique job um, with that. So through um, through your years and your experience, um, what would be some of the? And I'm going to start again with you, Ginger. What would be so the first advice you would give to a brand new AE coming in? I mean, if you could give. Um, two tokens of wisdom to a brand new AE, and, I, and two is like just a drop in the bucket, but what would you say to a brand new AE coming in? Two. <laughs> Gee, that's, that's hard because there's so many I know, I know. I know. I know. Alice, you think of your two because <laughs> I'm, sure I'm going to ask you to. <laughs> I'm sure she will. Um, I think for a brand new AE, one thing I'm going to say is it's normal to be overwhelmed. 
um, it's a fire hose year or a couple of years where you're learning a lot of new stuff, especially if you never work with all volunteer leadership before. It's just a change in mindset. It's it's a it's a paradigm shift. So um, just know you're going to be overwhelmed, and that there are a lot of people and a lot of resources that you can you know connect with to get you through that time until you feel that you're you know paddling the water and you've got your head above it at all times. So I'd say that's number one. It's common. It's normal. Don't freak out. Just get the resources you need to get you over the immediate crisis and move on. The other thing I would say is um, you really have to be um, flexible and adaptable and understand the culture of your board and of your staff and of your members. And you have to be willing to see where they're at, adapt. If you think that there's a, a need for good change, know that you can change culture, but it does take time. It takes patience and not everybody's going to do it. Um, and kind of part of that too is you will have years where there'll be more challenges within your leadership and you need to know that that's normal. It happens to everybody. It could happen in your second year. It could happen in your 22nd year. But just be prepared for that and uh, give yourself room and, and remain adaptable. That's good. I like that. Um, so, Alice, same question. How? What would you give? Well, to, to really kind of couple what Ginger started with, my first word was patient. Be patient and know that it's going to take a while for you to learn everything and try to learn as much as you can as you're, as you're patient. Be patient with your volunteers and hopefully they'll be patient with you. And, and the other part of it is to connect. Connect as to, to as many other AEs, um, people in your community. Just to make as many connections as you can. Uh, in your state, uh, with your state associations, they're all there to help you. And the more connections you make, the more you listen to those connections and adapt to all the different things that are going to happen to you and be patient. Those, those two things. Right. Connect and be patient. Connect and be patient. I like that. So education. When we have the AEI, we have, um, you know, I, I'm very blessed to be in a state that really works on professional development and we have a big support system. But where do you feel besides the national and besides maybe our state, where does, where do AEs go for additional Support. Well, they if they have uh, an American Society of Association Executive ASCE chapter in their area, that's a great place to do it. Uh, and actually, they have a lot of good. Uh, they have a convention. They also have the state. The state chapters have training, uh, and there is probably training in their own communities. So there are some leadership programs in a lot of cities that they could attend and be a part of. They can get a lot of information online. Uh, there's a lot of connections out there. That's part of that connect that do provide. We just talked to somebody that um, was a CEO of a community leadership program. So those are the kinds of things to look for. And ask all those connections that you've made right. where they learn. But there's uh, NAR also has a lot of online learning. They do. Too. And oh, actually, I forgot one of the things that they should do as quickly as they can is to get their RCE. RCE. And yeah. that's a great way to learn about the realtor organization, and it also will get you recognized as a professional yourself. Right. Have that yeah. That's a hard. It's been hard for me. I mean, I have all the points, but the time of putting it down, and and, and I do. I almost have to lock myself in a room, I think, for like a week. You probably and, do. Yeah, yeah. Focus on that. Yeah. So, Ginger, you talked about culture. 
So a lot of AEs come into, um, I know I, I face that on two of my associations, coming into a problematic situation um, and, and having to work on changing a culture. So what would you say would be a, something that an AE could do to start working on changing a culture or maybe working on changing the dynamic of maybe a troubled board or or things like that. What, what would you recommend some of the steps they would take? Um, I would be happy to, to give you some thoughts on that. Um, first of all, you have to first understand the current culture. Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes an AE will be hired by a board of directors who thinks that they want to change from their last AE and their dynamics and their culture. And what happens is they hire somebody who maybe would handle things differently than the past one, and then they realize they really don't like it. Right. So my first uh, recommendation be study and understand fully the current culture where it's at. And then I think what you need to do is as you build connections with managing brokers, others in the industry, your neighboring associations, your state association, you can easily identify areas that where you might be able to move culture. And you need to find some culture champions mm -hmm. who agree with you, understand the importance of the change, and will support you in moving that change along. Um, and again, it takes time. Um, I think normally you can expect two to three years of concerted effort to really move a culture. But you have to find those people in leadership at different levels who will support you and say, you know what, this is right, it's good, and it's time. And it will make a difference to our membership. And if you find after two, three years, you just can't make the changes that you want to do, I hate to suggest, but maybe you need to find a board where the culture is a better fit. If you ever go into a job or you're interviewing for a job, I encourage every AE or potential AE to ask about culture. How do you make decisions? Where do you put your resources? What do you depend upon staff? How do you make decisions? Where do you want to be involved? You should always ask those questions in an interview so you have some idea of the culture of your, of your uh, new or hopefully soon-to-be new association. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the other thing you can do with that is to ask those questions about how engaged are the directors? Yeah. How engaged are they with you? Are they very hands-on? Are they more removed and they want you to do it all? Um, because there's a different AE for every different culture. Right. Some work very well with the hands-on, some don't. Right. Um, that's why you've got to know that before you step before into you, that position. You step into it right. if you can. So I want to thank you both very much for being here. And before we leave, would you please share with our listeners again how to contact your company? So um, I'm going to leave that. That's how we're going to close. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, there's a couple of ways that you can probably do it pretty quickly. You can go to our website, which is martinanddowns.com, uh, or you can send us an email at martinanddowns at gmail. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I forgot that very quickly. All right. Say it one more time. Say it again. Say your email it's one more time. Martin and Downs. Martin A N D Downs at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Alice and Ginger. You, I Divina. really appreciate it. And thank, thank you for you, listening Divina. to another chapter of an AE story with Divina yeah. Lara. Yeah.